Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay Pinchuk, host and founder of Dear Found Her. And before we get into today's episode, I have some exciting news. You've asked and I'm answering. We're taking Dear Found Her live for some much anticipated networking events starting this fall. We'll be kicking things off where I live in Chicagoland with the goal to add more cities to our lineup in 2024. Our events will be free. You just have to be a female founder, but you'll have to RSVP. So make sure you get on our list so that you are the first to know when registration goes live. Space is limited. The link's in the show notes. I can't wait to meet you. Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Found Her. This is a continuation of yesterday's conversation and a part two. I wanted to share practical applications of partnerships, which I did yesterday, and then I wanted to give you an easy to digest list. So a list of ideas for you to implement in your own business. So here we are with part two. But before we get into the list, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk. And for those of you who are new around here, I have been building brands for nearly 25 years. I started my own company back in 2010 with just a $500 investment. I didn't have a marketing budget and I started my community from scratch. I built this company through practical, cost-effective organic marketing strategies, which largely included partnerships. While there really is no blueprint for founding, building, growing, and selling a business, I do hope that you take these ideas that I give you today and apply them to your own brand and the building of that brand. Yesterday, I gave you the background. I shared with you how I built Bump Club and Beyond, my first company, largely through partnerships. And I started with partnerships on day one. And then I went into telling you how I am building the Dear Founder community, as well as Lindsay Pinchuk Marketing and Consulting, also through partnerships. And today, I'm going to be giving you the actual ideas. And tomorrow, you can get to work. So if you click on the link in my show notes, you can grab the download with all of the ideas that I'm going to be giving you today. So there's over 30 of them. I'm going to go through them. I'm going to provide some color context and you can grab the list so you have them so you don't have to worry about taking notes today. But um, I'm very, very excited to give you these ideas because I think you'll be, I do think that you'll be blown away by how easy some of them are to implement and how effective almost all of them are. But before I get into ideas for partnering with other brands, there's one thing that you have to do. Yesterday, I also shared with you the importance of making a list of potential partners. And really and truly, I should have added this step before you made that list. But before you make a list, and especially before you reach out for any partnership, and this is important ongoing as well, 
it's imperative that you create an avatar for your target customer. If you haven't done this already, write it down. Create an avatar for the person that you're looking to reach. Who is your target customer? Who do you want to join your community? Don't just think about demographics and the obvious. I also want you to think about really and truly everything that this person does, where they shop, brands they consume, media they listen to and read, podcast books, magazines, digital magazines, websites they browse, celebrities and influential people they identify with, everything. And I want you to write it all down. And then when you create a list of potential partners to reach out to, to execute all of these ideas that I'm sharing with you today, I want you to first consult this avatar and ask, who also reaches this target consumer? Because those are the entities that you're going to want to reach out to for possible partnership. The goal in a partnership is to share communities and, and grow your community by sharing someone else's community. But you want to make sure that you're reaching your target customer. So I hope that that makes sense. But um, so now I am going to give you 30 plus ideas that you can start using right now to partner for brand growth. And all of these, almost all of them, I think there are a couple that are very product-based, but almost all of them I have used and executed in some form. So the way that I organize this list is by involvement. And by involvement, I mean your involvement. So how easy, how much time do you have to put in? How much time is it going to take? How much effort? So we're going to start with low involvement. So that's like low-hanging fruit, very easy things that you can do with other entities. Sometimes you don't even have to ask them for their permission. But, and you could essentially be borrowing their communities. Um, so low involvement ideas. So these first three that I'm going to share with you technically are not partnerships in the sense that you don't have to reach out to anyone, but they are effective and they should be used. And if done so correctly, you will be able to borrow the communities of the entities that you talk about and tag. So number one, make sure that you're sharing content from your community or from third parties that are within your niche or within your community and tag them. When you do this, oftentimes if the people who you are tagging, if they're good social citizens, they will reshare the content and say thank you, thus driving their community's eyeballs on to you. Um, so that's a really just easy way to get in front of more people. Number two, Create blog posts, or if you don't have a website that has a blog, you can create carousel posts on your um, social media. Create posts with product roundups. So this was something that we did at Bump Club all the time. We rounded up our favorite, our favorite sleep products, our favorite feeding products, our favorite breastfeeding products, whatever it was. So it was like an editorialized list of products that fell within a category. And whenever we shared it on social media or or um, an email or whatnot, we obviously called out the brands. And when we were able to, we tagged them. When you give someone editorial exposure, oftentimes they will share it too. So even if you do not reach out and ask for partnership, which you don't have to ask to feature products in a product roundup, you can simply feature them. You could have a call to action and allow people to pitch you. And in that case, they will know that they're being featured. But you, all you have to do is share the product roundup. And oftentimes people are just so humbled that they've been shared and tagged and, you know, and that, that someone is noticing them, that they will reshare the content as well. And then the third um, idea that really, again, involves no outreach is to support brands that you simply love. 
So you can do, you know, anything. I guess it is kind of like a product roundup, but especially if you're a personal brand, one of the things that I'm working on with a client of mine right now who we're working on her personal brand is I'm having her feature podcasts she loves, books that she loves, restaurants locally that she loves, food products, beauty products. She has a great social following. And so when she shares those things, the brands are like totally touched and they share as well. So you also can share these types of things on social media and then ask your community as a call to action to tag the brands that they love. So thus introducing you to other brands as well. So again, those first three are not technical partnerships in the sense that you're reaching out and asking for someone to buy into a program or, um, or, an, or an activation that you do together, but there are ways that you can really like tap into other brands communities by sharing them and supporting them. And hopefully when you do that, other people will take note and will start to feature and tag and support you. So my fourth idea in the low involvement category is profiles of your community members. There is no better way to say thank you to your, your best customers than by profiling them. You can share them on your website, on in an email newsletter, and of course on social media. I have a client who owns a yoga studio, and one of the things that we do is a member of the month. And this is a really great way to bring the community into what it is that you're doing, to say thank you, in addition to featuring them, she gives them like a gift card or um, a free month or I, she gives them an incentive actually when they become a, mem- a member of the month. So there are ways to do that, that you can profile your community members. And guess what? When you do, most likely they're going to share it too, thus drawing their community's eyeballs back to you. And that's what really this is all about. Number five in the low involvement category, interview experts or other influential people within your niche that your community would want to hear from. So, you know, if you, for example, me, I'm in marketing and I do touch upon many different topics in marketing, but every now and then I'll bring in a social media expert or a public relations expert and I'll interview them. And when you do that and you, number one, when you do that, you get a ton of content, any kind of interview that you do with anyone will yield a ton of content that you can use all over the place. And if you video the interview, even better, because you have video content, you can transcribe it, you can create carousels. There's so many different things that you can do with that content. But again, an expert is going to be so happy to be shared and to um, have their expertise shared with your community. They will likely, again, share any content that you put out and tag them in and thus thus driving eyeballs back into your brand. Number six in the low involvement category is an email swap. This is something that we used to do all the time at Bump Club and Beyond, and it really takes things off of social media. So I don't care what anyone says. Email is not dead. 99% of people in this world open up their emails every single day, and most people have more than one email address. So when you have a direct line into someone's inbox, you are reaching them. And if they're subscribing to what it is that you are putting out into the world, most likely they're opening up your emails. So what you would do is you would partner with another entity who your community would love to know about, hear from, et cetera. And you would introduce them to your email list and they would introduce you to their email list. So it's not like they're giving you the email and you're just sending an email. But when you are introducing someone and saying, hey, 
I have this great service provider or, hey, I have this great product. I want to introduce you to this awesome product or this awesome brand. It comes from you. So the people who subscribe to you are more apt to take note, more apt to purchase, more apt to go follow, et cetera, more apt to check it out, right? And the same goes when someone shares you. So do an email swap. And then to piggy tail onto that is my number seven in the low involvement category. And that's a discount swap. So if you and another, if you and a partner do an email swap, or if you don't do an email swap, you could always do a discount swap where you share a discount for your partner's products or services to your social media, email on your website, et cetera. And they do the same. So a discount swap and an email swap are really great to tie together as well. Um, it gives just another added incentive for someone to, you know, take a look at someone that you promote in an email swap if there's an, an added exclusive discount. Another thing that you can do in the low involvement category is a how-to collaborative post. So um, I will say that I think a lot of you guys are not using collaborative posts as much as you should be. So on Instagram, when you go to tag another entity, it also gives you the option to collaborate. And when you collaborate, that post shows up in your feed and the collaborator's feed. So you invite them to collaborate, they accept, and it goes into both your feeds, thus drawing, drawing the eyeballs of both of your communities onto the post. So if you and a partner who are reaching the same community that you are reaching do a collaborative post sharing a how-to or some kind of area of, of education or expertise, that is a really great way to bring more people into both of your communities. Number nine in the low involvement category is to do an Instagram live. So there's just no better way than going live with someone else. It's so very easy. Literally all it takes is you setting up a time. One of you goes live, you, the other person joins the live, asks to join, you hit accept, and you there you are broadcast to both of your Instagram audiences. You can also do this on TikTok. You can also do this on LinkedIn. Now, I've never done it on LinkedIn. Actually, I've never done it on LinkedIn with someone else. So I, that I'm not 100% how that works. I know you can do it on TikTok. Um, you can go live on TikTok. But, um, and I've never done it there either, to be honest. I've only done it on Instagram, which is why that was, that was my idea, was to go live on Instagram. But um, going live on Instagram is great. You can save the video. People can refer back to it. You guys can have a conversation. Whoever's hosting can interview the other person. It doesn't even have to be long. It can be five or 10 minutes. You're going live, you're, you're drawing the attention of your communities and you can share whatever the message is and be done with it. Number 10, support a cause with your community. So pick a nonprofit or a charity that really dovetails into your mission and send them a note. My community, my brand, we are going to be supporting you through X, Y, and Z. I did this with an organization when I was at Bump Club and we had a partnership of almost 10 years. And basically Bump Club became synonymous with Share Our Spare. Of course we shared each other's posts, of course we promoted each other, but that really wasn't the basis of our partnership. I mean, Bump Club and Beyond really supported Share Our Spare in terms of um, doing product drives, diapers, wipes, and formula for families in need, and really giving back to this organization that helps moms. And so it made perfect sense for Bump Club and Beyond. But when you support a cause through your brand, you are just building trust and authority amongst your community. And everyone everyone wants to do good and put good back into the world. So initiate that good with your community. 
Number 11 in the low involvement category, ask brands to support you with a giveaway of their product at like a live event or an online event in exchange for being a quote sponsor. So this is actually how I started at Bump Club and, and ended up turning into paid sponsorships. But this is a really great way for you to share a product or a service at your event and put their logo on the event collateral and ask them to share the event collateral. So anytime I've sponsored anything, if my logo is on a piece of event collateral, I always share it. So it's a really, that's a really great way to partner very easily, like very, very easily. Um, another low, the last low involvement idea is to support a vendor or someone that you do business with by interviewing the vendor, the founder, or their team. Now, there is nothing better than pulling back the curtain and showing how your business works. So if you share a vendor that you cannot live without and you spotlight them and you talk about them and you share their team, you're bringing more humanity into your content, but likely they will share it as well. Anytime anyone tags me, I share it. So just get into the habit of thinking of ways that you can very easily share and tag partners and other entities, especially on social media. And then those are really great ways to partner. I actually just had someone reach out to me from an, another account. They said, hey, we'd like to spotlight you and we're just going to take some content off of your your Instagram account. Are you okay with that? And I said, absolutely. I really appreciated them asking. But now that I know, I'm going to be watching out for that post and you better believe I'm going to share it and tag them and say thank you. So it's just any, any ideas that you have that can do that are really effective. So we're going to move on to medium involvement ideas. So these take a little bit more time and effort and planning, but again, well worth it. Number one is a podcast interview. So if you have a podcast, obviously, if you're interviewing people, that is a great partnership. If you have a podcast or if you don't have a podcast, you should still be pitching yourself to other podcasts in your niche. When you do this and you go on other podcasts, you are being put in front of their captive audience by the host. So the host is basically vouching for you and putting you in front of their community and you are in their ears for 30, 40, however many minutes talking about yourself and your brand. So you should absolutely be pitching yourself to go on podcasts and what you get in exchange is a ton of content that you could share in all of your content, emails, your website, social media. Um, you also build your trust and credibility. And then of course you get the borrowed community. The other thing that I would add here is if you do have a podcast, reach out to other podcasts that are similar to yours or that reach a similar community and try to do a pod swap where you and the host swap and you each guest on each other's podcast. Or if you don't guest on each other's podcast, or you can reach out to someone else who has a podcast and swap commercials about your podcast in each other's podcast, if that makes sense. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. So many of you reach out and ask me how you can work with me and how I can support your business. So I figured I'd simply tell you right here. Since leaving the company I founded and sold, I've helped dozens of companies, big and small, build their organic marketing strategies through my signature method, Sweep. Sweep utilizes social media, your website, emails, events, partnerships, and publicity to generate and execute cost-effective, community-centric marketing strategies to ignite your brand. Big companies hire my do-it-for-you services where I build your strategy and work with your team to implement it or find you the right resources to do so. 
I also offer limited do-it-with-you services where I guide you along the process of doing it yourself. You can also bring me into your company for a keynote address or a workshop to help your team level up and ignite your brand. If you're looking for that added layer of guidance, please reach out. There's a link in my show notes. Book a call with me and let's see how we can work together. I can't wait to meet you and to learn about your business. Now back to the show. Um, number two, host a free event in a partner space. So when I first started Bump Club, I hosted a free prenatal workout at the Daily Method. That was the very first event that we hosted. I told my whole community and my Facebook page at the time, because it wasn't a page, my own Facebook community, um, all about the event. And in exchange, the Daily Method told their whole community about the event. And we started a partnership that lasted nearly a decade. And it was all based off of this free event where we both promoted it, but I hosted the event. I, I took care of everything. I did the giveaways. I brought in the food and they gave me the space and they taught the class. But there are so many different ways that you can host a free event in someone's space. I am hosting two Dear Found Her networking events in women-owned business spaces coming up later this quarter. So they're giving me the space. I am hosting the event. And that is basically how it's going down. But um, that's just a really easy way to partner. And also, I love events. I think that events bring a sense of humanity to your brand, and it allows you to connect with people in person. Number three in the medium involvement category is an Instagram story takeover. So basically what this is, is you would take over the stories of someone else's account or they would take over yours or vice versa. The reason I put it in the medium involvement category is because it takes a little bit of time and planning. You have to obviously pick a day. You have to figure out how you're going to do it. Um, are you going to go live on their page and actually physically take it over all day or are you going to give them the content to put up throughout the day beforehand? So there's a couple of logistical things that you have to fill, uh, figure out for a takeover. But again, a great way to partner and expose each other to each other's communities. Um, number four is a two-branded giveaway on social media. I do this all the time with my clients, with myself. Um, I have a client right now where we're setting up we're setting up various giveaways every single Friday with another female founded brand. Some of these posts have gotten five upwards of 500 plus comments on them really have helped with engagement, helped with follower count. And ultimately it brings you in front of other, another community. So when you do a two branded giveaway, each brand provides a prize and you would absolutely want to do a collaborative post. Number five, user-generated content. So ask your community for content. If there's something specific or if you want to see them doing something with your product or if you want to see them answering a question about something that relates to your business or brand, ask your community to share and to tag you. And you can then reshare, obviously, those pieces of content. But you also can reach out to them and ask them for the original content and see if they'll allow you to use them later. There are other ways that you can generate user, user-generated user content programs that are a little bit more involved, but this is just a great way to get started. Number six would be a sample swap, and this is really for a product-based company, but if you have samples and another brand has samples, you can either bundle the samples together and sample them together or you could do some kind of swap where you sample their product to your community and they sample 
your product to theirs. Number seven, you can co-host a virtual workshop or a talk or a seminar. So that's a really great opportunity to co-educate your community and someone else's community. When you do this, you obviously promote it to each of your communities. And I would say absolutely, if it's free, have, have people register and make sure you guys share the emails. Number eight, you can co-create a digital freebie and you can promote it together. So what does that mean? That could be a digital ebook or a checklist or something that you and another partner create. It's a tangible and you can promote it and share it and then share the emails that, that you get, that you gain from putting it out into the world. So obviously when you create a freebie, the goal is to gain people's emails in order in exchange for the freebie. But if you're co-creating it with another brand, it's genius because you're both sharing the freebie. And then to take it a step further, you can is my number 9, you can co-create a digital product and you can sell it together. So if you're going to co-create a digital freebie, that's great top of funnel and then you can have a digital product together that you can sell together and you want to make sure though that any financials and any um, profits that are going to be split, that there's a contract in place and that there are terms and parameters in place so that no one walks away feeling icky about whatever this is. Now I will share, um, I had, uh, there, I, I had a partner that we used to do events with all the time and very similarly, like we would host events together, we would promote it together. And then we had a contract in place over how we were splitting the profits. So you absolutely want to make sure that you do that. Number 10 in the medium involvement category is to collaborate on a survey together. So if you eat, if you guys create a survey, you could use JotForm, you can use Google spreadsheets, you could use SurveyMonkey, but come together and create a survey to gain insights on your community. And if you both share it, you're getting double the insights back. Number 11, offer a bundle either of products or services. So you partner with another entity and whether you're product-based or service-based, you bundle things together and offer it for a more cost-efficient price. Again, you want to make sure you have the parameters set up as to how you're splitting all of the profits. All right, let's talk about some high involvement partnerships. So these take a lot more time to put into place. You want to make sure that they are set up. You want to make sure that everything has a checklist and that is everything runs smoothly, of course. So like that's number one. But number two, a lot of these high involvement opportunities or ideas, once you do them once, you oftentimes have a template and it makes it so much easier to do it again a second, third, fourth time. And of course, every time you do it, it gets easier. So number one is TV segments. So you can do TV segments featuring partners or other brands that you work with or your, or just on your own yourself, because when you go on TV, you're borrowing their community, right? I'm not saying pay for press. I'm saying get editorial placement on TV. And so every month I go on KXAN, which is um, a station in Austin. They have a show called Studio 512. I patch in online and I usually share female founded products. I don't usually tell the brands that I'm featuring them until after, and they're usually so pleasantly surprised and excited. They always share the segments. I'm going to be going on WGN here in Chicago in October, and I'm not featuring any brands because I'm talking about entrepreneurship, but guess what? I'm borrowing their community, their viewers. So 
this is high involvement because you have to take the time to pitch. You have to take the time to find producers. And it does take a little bit more legwork to get some press. Number two is a gift guide. Um, this is something that you're going to hear me talking a lot about in the next few weeks and especially the next month. And this is actually something that I'm going to offer a product to help you with over the holidays. So stay tuned for that. But it's funny when I left bump club, I said, Oh my God, I never have to do another gift guide again because we did a mother's day gift guide, a father's day gift guide, a Valentine's day gift guide. We did a holiday gift guide. There was a gift guide for everything at Bump Club. And the reason for it was because it worked. Whenever we put out a gift guide, the brands that we featured in the gift guide always shared the gift guide and always said thank you to Bump Club. And we got so many new followers, so many new email addresses. It just worked. It was a great piece of editorial content. I said when I left Bump Club, oh my God, I never have to do a gift guide again. But then I realized that a gift guide is applicable really to any brand. And so I started doing them for Dear Founder. I only do them twice a year. I do a holiday gift guide and a Mother's Day gift guide. Mother's Day is gifts for moms by moms. And then our holiday gift guide is holiday gifts from female founded brands. And the way that I do it is a little, is very involved because I want the brands to know they're going to be featured because I want them to share. So I have a PR list. You could also put any kind of gift guide up in, in any PR group on Facebook. And I do a call. I say, um, pitch me your best gifts from female founded brands for the holiday. And I have them fill out a form. And if I select them, I let them know. And I get, you know, pictures and whatnot. And sometimes they'll even give me giveaways to give away, which is amazing. So when I have a giveaway and I can feature it on social media, that absolutely helps with the engagement as well. So, you know, it's it's a gift guide is a just a really great piece of content that goes the distance. Last holiday season, I featured, I think, 85 female founded products in our giveaway, in our gift guide. And I think only 15 of them were brands that just were selected by me. And the reason that I put them in the gift guide was because I wanted to draw attention to, of Dear Founder to those brands because I want to have their founders on our show. And some of them have since come on the show. So every, almost every single brand reshared the gift guide. And it we got many, many thousands of impressions from the gift guide. So it's just a really great way to share good content and people love it. So again, more to come on that, but something to think about as you move into the holidays. Number three is a multi-brand giveaway. So before we talked about you and another brand partnering for a giveaway, this is a multi-brand giveaway. So I've done this at Dear Founder. I did this at Bump Club. We would be the host. We would have maybe 10 brands be involved. They would each have to give a prize. Essentially what I do is I set up a form. I have them fill out the form with all the information, their social media handles, um, their prize that they're going to give. I have them upload images of the prize and we create collateral, which then gets sent to everyone who is participating. So all of the marketing assets are the same. We give them suggested verbiage and everyone has to share. And there's usually an agreed upon KPI, which is a key performance indicator. So you could have the KPI be to gather email addresses, which works very well in this situation. You can have it to be follow all the accounts, which doesn't work so well in this situation. Truthfully, because I think when you do a giveaway where you're asking people to follow, people inevitably unfollow. And so I don't think it's a great long-term strategy to get followers. 
Um, but multi-brand giveaways in the past have yielded, you know, thousands of email addresses for both of my companies and for many other companies that I've worked with. So it's a really great way to get in front of many more eyeballs. Number four would be a co-hosted event. So I previously talked about hosting an event in someone else's space. That's easy when it's just you. I'm talking about co-hosting. So you and another entity co-host an event together. And the reason I'd say it's high involvement is because you guys have to have planning meetings and get on the same page about how the event is going to work and who is going to be responsible for what. You also have to make sure the financials are in line and you guys have an agreed upon contract as to how they're going to work and who's going to be responsible. So that's a co-hosted event. Now, number five is a multi-brand event. So this would be something like a holiday bazaar. Uh, if you, I, I have a, um, there's a, there's an awesome business here in Chicago called Bright Bowls. I had Lindsay Meltzer, their founder on our podcast. She does really awesome multi-brand events. She has an empty room that she allows people to rent out for classes and whatnot. We're actually hosting a dear found her event there, but she does these events like for Valentine's day or mom's night out where she brings in, you know, five to 10 vendors. They all set up, they all promote the event and everyone wins. And so something like that or a holiday bazaar is a really great example of a multi-brand event. Bump Club used to host multi-brand events all the time. Gearapalooza, which was our signature event, was a multi-brand event. We had 15 to 20 brands paying into our events, but everyone shared, so everyone benefited. So those are multi-brand events, and obviously they take a lot more time and consideration and planning to execute. Number six is an influential program. So I'm not huge with influencers. Like I, I don't believe in necessarily paying for influencers, but what I do think is great is if you have a product or a service, especially if you have a low-cost product, reach out to influentials in your niche or among your target consumer base and ask them if you can send them product. You don't even have to ask them to post. And I'm going to give an example. I have a, a client right now who has a very low-cost item. And every single week I give her five to 10 influential people. So they're not influencers. Some of them are, but they're celebrities, influencers, experts, people with big followings that are within their target demographic. And I reach out and I say, can I send you X, Y, and Z? I think your kids would love it. And those who have written back and said, yes, guess what? They've all featured it. So it's not something that we've paid for. It's just been totally organic. They've loved it and they've featured it. So think of a way that you can potentially reach out to influential people to consume and sample your product in a way that maybe they would share it, especially if you have a, an actual physical product. Number seven is a brand ambassador program. So a brand ambassador program is really kind of what helps set Bump Club apart from many of our, of our competitors, which we didn't have many, but we did have a few. Now, your best customers are your best word of mouth marketers because they're going to be the ones that talk all about your brand, your product, your service, how they love it and make, your li make their lives easier. What we did at Bump Club was we reached out. I had 15 moms at any given time who were here in Chicago and eventually we had them in other markets as well. We offered them free events in exchange for working at our events. 
And part of that program was we asked them to share about Bump Club with their friends and their communities. And let me tell you, the amount, the ROI on this program was insane. And it didn't even matter that that these women were not paying for events anymore because without fail, each of these women brought 10, 15, 20, even more other women to our events and to our um, our brand. So a brand ambassador program is a really great way to drive word of mouth marketing. All you really have to do is set up an application, have people apply. You can choose, you know, maybe in the beginning to start five to 10. Basically, you say to them, we're going to give you X, Y, and Z. You can give them free products or and a discount or a discount. You can give them merch, whatever it is. But you have to make sure that it's worth their time to do whatever it is that you want them to do. So you have to make it worthwhile for them. And in exchange, we would love for you to do X, Y, and Z. And that's really it. And you can start there. And as the program grows, you can add more people and add more involvement for your brand ambassadors. Number eight in the high involvement category, partner with another entity for an influencer gift program. So this works really well if you have a product that you need to get into the hands of others, you want user-generated content, you and another brand who reaches the same target community can bundle your products together and send them out to influencers or influential people to get exposure together. So, you know, there you're splitting the costs of outreach, you're splitting the costs of shipping and handling, and eventually you'll hopefully both get a lot of content and a lot of mentions. And you can also each share those mentions, which is great. Number nine is a co-hosted pop-up shop. So if you have a product and, or if you have an idea for a store, or you just want to test the waters with the store, co-host it with someone else. I think that it's so great to have that opportunity so that you are not bearing the brunt of all the costs. So if you are a product and there's another product that you know, you, that you know, that you, that your community consumes, you guys can host a pop-up shop together and you can split the costs. So that's huge. Number 10, co-host an influencer or an influential event. So a lot of brands will, will host influencers in a space, a third party space, give them product, pamper them, do whatever they're going to do to get their products in the hands of influencers and to get them to share about the products. Oftentimes influencers will share from the event itself. They want people to know they were at a, you know, an invitation only event. Um, And if you co-host an event like this with another brand or a couple of brands that make sense to co-host with, you ultimately are again, splitting the costs and gaining double, triple the exposure. And then last but not least, work with a partner to create a new limited edition co-branded product. So this is a great opportunity to merge your communities together, get them excited about something. Um, You know, a really great example of this is my friend Dana Gordon from Dana Rebecca Designs. She does um, collaboration collections all the time. She did one, she did a couple with Liz Adams, who's a big mom influencer and, a, and another friend of Dana's. And honestly, she's done them so well and she's made them like capsule collections. So once they sell out, they're gone. So that is a really great way, again, to partner with another entity and borrow their community in a really powerful way. 
So the more partnerships that you put together and the more entities you successfully partner with, the better. You will borrow their communities. You'll gain trust and credibility. And ultimately, you save money. It's more cost-effective to partner on a lot of these programs. Partnerships also open the doors to long-term relationships. I can say that in the, be- that in the beginning at Bump Club, we partnered with you know, all of these different entities. And most of them, we continued to partner with until the very end. So I think it's just such a great way to... One, build relationships, but then also a lot of those partners will open the door to other relationships for you. Over time, it becomes easier to leverage your first partnerships for additional partnerships and those additional partnerships for more partnerships. The more brands and partners that you work with, the more it seems enticing to new entities. So I'm going to share not right now, but later this week on social media, how my podcast, how my partnership strategy works for my podcast. And I'll give you a hint. The more female founders that I have here and the more names that I get here, the more names get pitched to me and the bigger the names that want to be on the show. So you have to leverage what it is that you're doing and put it out into the world to gain, to gain more from it through these partnerships. Partnerships also become easier to build they become easier it becomes easier to build your relationships with partners the more and more you work with them so the first time i did an event with the daily method it was our first event it was great but guess what we did events quarterly after that and they got easier and easier and easier and they were like a well-oiled machine partnership marketing leverages the strengths and resources of multiple organizations to achieve mutual marketing objectives. So by collaborating strategically, you can reach new audiences, build trust, reduce costs, like I said before, and create innovative marketing campaigns that drive growth and success. I hope that you found these last two days helpful. I hope that you are taking away some awesome ideas from this conversation today. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and you can grab a list of all of these. You can take it down, staple it, put it on your desk, put it in a folder, whatever it is. And when you need an idea or you need to jog your your brain for something creative or a creative way to partner with another entity, just take a look at the list. I want to thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being here. And I encourage you to please reach out and ask me questions about this. I could not have built the brand and the first brand or the second brand that I'm building right now without partnerships. This is a a strategy that I implement within all of my clients' marketing tactics without fail. And it's something that you really need to consider for optimal growth opportunity for your own brand. I want you to stay tuned because tomorrow we have an incredible, incredible conversation with Joanna Griffiths, who's the founder and CEO of Nix. Nix is a company that Joanna sold a majority stake in for $320 million. So you're going to want to tune in. She's amazing. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. But for now, thank you for listening and thank you for being here.